Hi, everyone. I'm Chuck Saren, VP of Industry Marketing for MedTech and Life Sciences at Propel, and welcome to the Product Success Podcast, Quality and Medical Devices. I'm joined by Rachel Jang, a Senior Solution Consultant here at Propel. This podcast brings together thought leaders from the health and life sciences industry talking about compliance, quality, and product success in the medical devices. Before we dive in, you can find all episodes of this podcast under the resources tab at propelplm.com. Hey, hello, listeners. Thanks for joining our podcast today. Um, We're really looking forward to speaking with Valor Compounding Pharmacy and their team, including Shireen Khalil and Ann Oliger. So today we're going to talk a bit about how Valor is reinventing the compound pharmacy market with custom personalized medications for men, women, mental health, um, even pet health. So we'll dive into this about how Valor also is digitally transforming their operations, including deployment of their cloud enterprise quality management system, and also dive into how the value that their EQMS brings to their business. So we also um, today have our Propel super consultant, Rachel, here. So she helped Valor implement their cloud EQMS and get it up and going. So Rachel, see Hi, Chuck. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to today. It's going to be an interesting conversation. Um, what, what they're doing is, is really exciting and to hear how they've gone through COVID and made changes and adjusted to everything. And they're just growing so fast. It's going to be exciting to hear how all that's working out since I've worked with them um, from their beginning of, since they started with Propel. So yeah, thanks for having me. Excellent, Rachel. Um, so we've got a couple of Valor industry leaders here today to chat with. Um, so maybe a quick intro to get to know their voices. Maybe Shereen and Anne, would you mind introducing your title and role a little bit? Hi, Chuck. This is Shereen Khalil. I'm the vice president and chief business officer at Valor Compounding Pharmacy. And I'm really happy to be here to speak to you today about everything we've been learning and working with QMS and Propel. Hi, Chuck. Uh, this is Ann Oliger. I am the Director of Business Intelligence and Analytics for Valor. Um, really excited to be here and share with everyone um, our experience in implementing uh, Propel. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we look forward to the conversation. So I, I got to say, I love your website. Great information. I learned a lot. Um, and I think it just you know, reemphasizes that importance today of and especially in these times, that individuals be proactive, they take control of their health and, and really kind of address this new path of healthcare that, you know, that we're seeing and you guys are, are, are embarking and leading on. Um, I, I myself, I'm always looking to optimize my health, anything anti-aging I'm in. Um, but instead of me describing it, uh, maybe Shereen, you can tell us a little bit more about what Valor Compound Pharmacy does as a company. Absolutely. Uh, so Valor Compounding Pharmacy is a uh, 503A licensed pharmacy. We make customized medication for individual patients. It's a little different than manufactured products or large retail big pharma um, where they manufacture the same medication for the masses. Ours is custom made um, in our lab, in our laboratories here in downtown Berkeley. We have a non-sterile and a sterile laboratory. And we specialize in uh, about five different disciplines, but we do compound outside of those disciplines as well. We're, we're known for uh, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, uh, which is part of anti-aging uh, process that many integrative and functional medicine doctors 
are very familiar with for patients. Uh, we also specialize in uh, erectile dysfunction medications, such as Biomix and Trimix out of our sterile laboratories. Um, ophthalmologists also prescribe atropine eye drops out of our sterile laboratories. Um, and we focus a lot on our pain creams and dermatology creams where uh, they have no opioid ingredients in them so that we are addressing um, social epidemics and, and areas there that we could help contribute in that space. Um, we are licensed in half of the United States and plan to be licensed in all 50 states within the next six to nine months. Uh, and we are able to ship medications directly to patients' homes. So one of the big differentiators for us is that we offer fast turnaround services, uh, free shipping for our patients, and um, uh, flat rate pricing, which has been uh, one of the big hurdles in the compounding industry to, to know how much your medication is gonna cost. That's great. I remember a year ago, uh, you were speaking at a propulsion conference and uh, you brought up you're in 14 states. And I think it, was, you know, it sounds like you're in half, half the country uh, now and, and moving on to the whole country. So that's a amazing ramping thank up. Yes, thank you. It's, it's, been a, it's been a very focused effort and we've been um, addressing the needs of various states and what they're looking for to help them. So you know, one of the big challenges that we faced last year with COVID um, was the increase and rise of awareness about mental health, depression, and anxiety disorders. Mm -hmm. um, so when that happened, a lot of telehealth companies popped up and telehealth has an advantage of being able to service patients no matter which state they are in. Um, in pharmacy, we have to be licensed in those states to be able to serve those patients. Same as doctors who are prescribing or doctors who are licensed to provide care in those states. Um, but one of the areas that we pivoted was to help do, help do the due diligence <clears throat> that's required on serving telehealth companies um, and providing medications to those patients. That, that was a, a big effort, you know, to be able to decipher which telehealth companies were doing things within the practice of medicine while we maintained the practice of pharmacy um, within the legal parameters around that. And, it, and it's, uh, it's been a very good learning experience, but it, it's not um, as straightforward as one would think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the logistics of that. I mean, you talk about the shipping, you talk about the logistics of telehealth. Those, those are all really interesting. Um, you talk about all of the, the differences in each state, you know, where it's higher mental health rate in one state or seasonal in another state. So there's so many factors that go into that. Um, I think the other thing about the value of it too, you know, you start to touch on, but, you know, I remember uh, sort of a, a word you said about reversing the path of healthcare. I, I heard you say in the past, and, and that one resonated with me because you know, we're used to going to the doctor and then, you know, figuring out what's wrong and going and doing something. But, you know, as I mentioned earlier, like there's just such a, a push for people to sort of, you know, take healthcare in their own hands a bit and, and get this information that, you know, you have on your website that people have everywhere um, and, and start to take that initiative first before they go to the doctor. So I guess maybe if you could touch on that and just sort of that proactive nature a little bit and how, you know, you talked about how telehealth helps you know, promote that too, but maybe you can talk a little bit about the uh, reversing that path. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of the one of the best things that we've learned as we've gone through our data sets and understanding who our patients are, what are, who our doctors are, where the prescribers are, um, is that you as a patient are your best advocate. 
for your own healthcare. And that hasn't changed. That, that philosophy has been there for quite some time. And what we've done at Valor is made it easier for you to be that advocate. One of the areas on our website that you'll find is that we have sets of programs that is different than your set of prescriptions. And one of the programs we have is around uh, hormone balancing that you as a patient can request a uh, saliva kit that you could take at home, turn it into the laboratory. And we at Valor Pharmacy would have pharmacists who are specialized and trained in reading those values when they come back with your test results, provide a phone call to you um, as the patient from your pharmacist, letting you know what your, what your labs are reading as and what we could do or where the supplement from a compound custom medication could help support where you're deficient in certain hormones as you age. Um, it, if there's um, an agreement and understanding between the pharmacist and the patient, then we'll take it the next step further and then contact a physician or your physician on your behalf and talk to them about here are the labs that uh, you, you as a patient have, have as results. And these are the compound formulations that we're recommending to help treat this patient. And if the physician is in agreement, they will likely prescribe that medication for you. You then take that medication for four to six weeks or whenever the next set of lab results are necessary. And once you get the new set of lab results, now you will have your patient appointment with the doctor. So what it does is that when you're on the a journey to taking care of your hormone balancing as you age, it's, it's, a lot, it's a lifetime journey, right? You will continue to always have the need for supplementation of those hormones that are just naturally lost in the process of aging. Um, and so what we've done is help kickstart that path for you by letting you take the saliva test at home, allowing us to participate as a provider in your healthcare journey, and then working directly with your physician to continue you on that path and make those micro adjustments as necessary um, as your lab results keep coming in. Fascinating. Um, yeah, very interesting. I, I, we could talk about this all day. Um, it's, it's just such a, a huge benefit of knowledge there um, to embark on. Um, so I guess maybe turning the tides here a little bit, um, you know, you guys have so much momentum, um, you know, you are under, you, you did get under new ownership a couple of years ago, you had a rebranding effort and you're relaunching and, and COVID happened. We talked a little bit about how COVID, you know, has sort of kept people more stay at home, not wanting to go see the doctor, you know, maybe taking that, that proactive nature a bit. But how did uh, that sort of those, those stream of events of ownership rebranding Hitting COVID, how did that you know start to impact your products, your supply chain, kind of your business? Um, to yeah. So uh, when when we were first alerted by COVID, we were in the beginning of 2020, just like everyone else, and we had a path of growth planned for that year. When COVID happened, uh, a lot of compounded medications are not primary source of medications. They are alternative medications for um, for elective cases, right? So when you go to see your dermatologist or an integrated functional medicine doctor or your urologist, there are some compounded medications that uh, you would need for routine, routine part of your healthcare plan. And then there are most compounded medications where uh, it's addressing a particular area 
um, and then you're done with it and you continue on with the with a regular prescription. Um, so when COVID happened and, and this resulted in less volumes of scripts because patients were no longer going to see their doctor proactively. Doctors were being reassigned to uh, help other patients in the respiratory clinics or participate in COVID testing clinics. Uh, and so when there was a decline in the number of patients going to visit their doctor and the hospitals and private practices were still pivoting to turn telehealth on, we saw a decline in volume. When that happened, it kind of triggered a scale of domino effect for us where we then identified, okay, what are the supply chains that we need to be worried about? Mm -hmm. 90%, about 90%, I think, is the statistic these days um, of medication ingredients for the United States comes from overseas. And so as COVID happened, we needed to find out how those ingredients would be affected. We immediately ordered... Um, a 90-day supply of our major ingredients that we knew patient volumes would be there um, and that we needed to be able to fulfill um, so that they wouldn't be without their medication during that period of unknown. And then we also contacted our supplier, our shippers and our wholesale suppliers to identify, you know, is, is the freight still coming? Is it in the ocean? What's going on? And, you know, when is it going to get back here so that we can um, make sure that we were prepared for whatever might have happened during that time. Um, as a pharmacy, we also took a proactive approach. Again, and we contacted doctors and patients directly and said, you're, you are going to be due for a refill. I just want to make sure that that's something that you're continuing as part of your regimen and, and program. Doctors were pivoting and not necessarily seeing patients in person to be able to authorize the refills, uh, but they they were able to have phone or teleconferences set up fairly quickly to allow that to happen. But without our, our participation in that process, it's possible that it wouldn't be considered something important for a patient given everything else that was going on with COVID. So um, it did really have an impact on where we needed to shift our focus, uh, who we needed to contact to make sure that we were prepared for whatever um, incident might happen or on the unknowns of where COVID was gonna land. Um, and then ensure that we were also following up on our side just as a business like every other business, what are the governmental um, options we had to maintain our employees, our um, you know people who were affected personally by COVID or kids who were no longer in school and needed to do distant learning affects our employees as well. Ah, yeah. Okay, that's that's great. Um, and I think just that commendable on you know increasing the supply chain up to ninety days so that and and ultimately I think that drives more business to Valor because you guys were prepared and to meet that demand and to keep that supply going. So that's that's really awesome. Um, another thing that. Uh, you, you, Sorry, one of one of the things yeah. one of the things that that's related to actually was around um, you know the announcement for example that hydroxychloroquine would have the treatment effect for example on COVID. Mm -hmm. Hydroxychloroquine is one of the main ingredients that helps treat rheumatoid arthritis and lupus patients as well. When that happened, um, that chemical, as an example, went off the market really fast, um, and we had ingredients we had purchased that in-house here so that we could serve that minor minority population that needed that medication 
for their regular treatment. So that's an example where compounded medication is something that is needed for the person's routine medical health care on a daily basis. Um, and so that was something that we were happy to have helped and been available. And we sent out messages to the National uh, Rheumatoid Arthritis Association and lympho uh, the lupus societies across the nation to let them know that if you are unable to get this medication, we can make that for you here. Uh, because that was one of those examples of a chemical source that was affected by supply chain and by media and by things that were happening during that time. Okay, very good. Um, one of the other things that, you know, you've mentioned in the past is the core values and, you know, between relaunching, between getting through COVID, one of the things, um, you know, that, that is important is look at the core values of your company and, and how you lean forward with that. Um, so how does that come into play as a company, but also, you know, maybe we can start ebbing into how your core values have led to, you know, some of your initiatives in your company around enterprise systems like quality. Yeah, so I think Anne would be a really good person on that because she conducted the RFP uh, for when we were looking for quality management systems. But core values is a is a is a really big part of Fowler's focus, and it's embedded in everything we do, from recruiting our employees to performance evaluations in house, and also to how we review and and think about vendors and contractors that we want to work with. Um, we have six core values. Uh, the biggest ones when it comes time to reviewing with vendors is, uh, you know, quality communication, critical thinking, curiosity, trust. Right? So we have very large sets of core values that are pretty deep, deeply embedded in what we do here. And if we sense that a vendor um, is some as a vendor who isn't really great at communication or um, is is you have a feeling or something or you have a review or something isn't working where it's going to be difficult to trust um, or there's a complaint about a product or we've had an experience where the quality isn't there although it was said it was there um, that that makes a pretty easy decision for us so it's a good set of metrics for us to be able to identify yes these are vendors and contractors that we'd like to do business with because um, it, it is really a part of our foundation here at Valor to think about our core values in everything that we do um, and bring your best self to work. So we expect that from everybody that we work with as well. Um, but Anne, maybe you have something to add to that for the number of contractors that we had to review for quality management systems. And um, it was a pretty extensive RFP. Yeah. Um, so, you know, really, we started embarking on this project because we needed something that can support all our business initiatives that we have. We have a pretty good quality management program. However, we realized that everything was such a manual process. We need to, we need to optimize this process and we're very technology driven. So we want to automate as much as we can. Um, and that led us to the um, the initiative of starting uh, looking out for QMS systems out there. Um, and as Sharin said, we, we do a very thorough evaluation. Um, we have criteria that we that has to be met by all these software vendors. We actually went through 10 <laughs> vendors to be honest. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but you know during that 
during this evaluation process, we kind of had to step back a little bit because we found that there's a lot of QMS systems out there that they just have so many features, a lot of bells and whistles, but you know, do we really need them? Is it really something that um, is of value for us, right? So we, you know, we, we can reconvene as a team, looked at what is really most important for us. Um, and we came up with, you know, our core values again, we look at our vendors, we want to make sure that honest, they're honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything is transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's no secret fees or anything like that. Yeah. Um, you start to feel that you're peeling the onion back, then yeah. there's a big pause on that vendor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of also what we lean on is, uh, you know, the, the data security. We are a data-driven company. We want to make sure that we are um, HIPAA compliant. Uh, the data is secure. Um, we want to make sure that the support is there, um, ongoing support and implementation support. Uh, that was really big for us there because we, we don't want to have, you know, we had a lot of other softwares that we looked at, but the support, every time we asked for like, you know, we want to customize something is always a third party, but mm-hmm. it's always, you know, we have to get a third party, but we found that, you know, with Propel, uh, support was very easy. The The platform was, you know, little to no code. We can customize it as much as, you know, to to support our process. We, we bring the manual process that we have on that and Propel. Um, and then, implementation was great. Uh, Rachel, is who's here, was our implementation partner. She was great. It, it made everything so easy. We actually, I think, or Rachel, you can speak to this, but I think we implemented Propel in like less than a, or like less than two months or something. Yeah, it was, it was so fast. I mean, but that also speaks to you and your team. You know, you guys put a lot of time and effort into it up front and uh, you know, you learned everything very quickly so that you could see what else you could customize and what all you can do with Propel. So I think also after the initial implementation, you guys, you know, we've agreed to do more services, but you've barely even needed them because you you know the system so well that you've, you're doing it all on your own now. So yeah, and, um, and that's what's really great with Propel because, you know, it, it helps us scale, right? It's It's easy for us to scale. When we get inspections and you know audits from our accreditation um it's easy for us to just have all our sops there show all our trainings we have document control of everything so we're ready right we don't have to go through binders and showing all these surveyors all the sops that we have and so having that easily be available on inspection they come as a surprise you know they they never let you know that they're coming um you know, Propel has these dashboards that we could just show them. Um, and to be honest, when the Board of Pharmacy California came in here, they were, they were, you know, they they were very shocked or, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, pleasant. They were pleasant. They were having. So one of the times we had an all staff meeting, and the entire pharmacy is meeting at the front of the pharmacy, and we're conducting our, a regular monthly meeting. And the doorbell rang and we have a closed pharmacy and the buzzer rang and it was the board of pharmacy. (laughs) And, and, uh, you know, it was, it was fine. Everyone was super quiet, but it, you know, it, it, uh, we didn't, we had the confidence. And I think like if we needed to describe a word that Propel provides to us as Valor, it would be confidence that we know that our information in that system is up to date and it's okay that they came by because we're able to show them 
that we have our inspection reports available. We have our um, standard operating procedures up to date. We have the record of all of our employee training files um, available and, and um, shows the date that they read it and signed off, that they understood the procedures. Um, and then you have document version control. So having that, you know, it creates a sense of um, um, relief in, in some cases, but it's, it's that you're prepared. And when you have that preparedness in a QMS system, that, that is the core of any quality and compliance process. And when you're in pharmacy, that's the utmost importance, right? Your regulatory processes and your agencies, they consider you having a system of any kind critical. But if you elevate that system to an electronic automated one like Propel, you're, you're so much better for it because you, you have that documentation, it's readily available. You, you can pivot, like if you're thinking about, as we talked about COVID, you have, you have an opportunity potentially to have somebody who's reviewing what you're doing remotely. You didn't have that before. You couldn't do that before. Um, so that was a that was a really big advantage. But that, that was that you know nonetheless that day ended really happy. Everybody was good. We were happy, <laughs> and Prevel really you know shines for us that day. So um, you know I think that that's one of the big pieces for us and why we wanted a QMS because we knew we were expanding as you said Chuck from 14 last year um, as states licensed and at this time we're about 27 states licensed and we're going, we keep going. And as you do that, your, your quality and your management reports and your ability to document incidents becomes even more and more important, um, that you have it all in one place. That's great. Did you say that day? Cause I mean, I, I think when you think about these, you know, anytime pharmacy inspectors can come in or audits can happen, um, you know, you say you can pull up the data right away. So I guess that question I have is within that day, you were happy. So did the audits happen, you know, that quickly? And did you actually show, you mentioned just showing the screens to the customers. So you're not printing things out. You're actually just showing them your data. You have such confidence as the word you used, but such confidence just to show them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you would, you yes, you show them the data, you can show them on the computer, you can pull it up, you can ask them what it is that they're looking for. Um, sometimes they will request some printouts that they are reviewing. None of it ever leaves the pharmacy, just part of uh, proprietary and plan information. But typically when you have an accreditor or a, or a board regulatory body coming in, you are reviewed and told the results of your review before they leave the pharmacy. Um, and so in that moment, it, it just kind of seals the deal because then you understand what are the next steps that you need to do if, you, if something was found as um, needing to be corrected. Uh, and so what Propel does for that is that we can also document that we were inspected that day. And so you have a list of the history of that inspection material um, and what the findings were and what did you do about it. Um, so that if there was another situation, you would be able to reference to say, well, on such and such date, this is what we were, this is the copy, this is what was discussed, this is what we did about it, and here we are today. Um, and so that's really a good value that we got out of Propel. And you were able to do it faster, too? If you're able to find yeah, some more information <laughs> more quickly, did it go faster? Yeah, I, I'm thinking the auditors had like a half day that day, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they were very happy. Long lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Okay, that's yeah. great. And they don't they don't 
tell you all the information and it's hard it's hard to speak about the board of pharmacy because we love you <laughs> so we want to make sure that we want to make you know be be clear about what it is that we're doing here but there'll be often times where um uh it's a it's a it's a review where someone is coming and they are bringing a second mm-hmm. inspector with them and it could you know, our, our perception is maybe it's a training situation um, where they're bringing someone to kind of see what, what a well-run pharmacy looks like, it, you know, humbly speaking. <laughs> that that's, sounds great. I mean, I, I would imagine that that industry, compound pharmacy, there's probably a lot of people doing it manually and you guys are sort of leading edge here. You talk about going from, you know, binders and manual to electronic to confidence to showing it real time to, you know, doing your audits much faster um, you've also brought up uh, a little bit about, uh, training, you know, being able to do your training records. I think mm-hmm. I heard you say, and I didn't ask, but you're using the, the training tool as well, right. To manage your plans and, and records. Yes. we are. Okay. And then I guess the other one to ask about is, um, you know, you talk about, you know, just addressing and working with the customer experience a lot too. So, how are you, um, you know, capturing your incidences or, or the issues that are happening out in the field and, and bringing those in quickly to, to fix them correctly? So the incidents that come in are reported potentially, let's say, by a patient normally because they're the end, um, they're the end customer that receives our product. Um, if there was, let's say, a situation where um, a medication arrived damaged, they would report that back to us as a pharmacy. We would ask for a photograph of the issue. We'd want to understand, is it the product? Is it the packaging? Or is it the shipper? Um, And we would load that image into Propel, create the incident there. It gets followed up by our director of compliance, who's also our pharmacist in charge um, at the pharmacy. And then there's a follow-up. And it typically allows an opportunity to, one, correct the incident for that patient immediately. But then second, document it. And if you start to get a duplicate incident from a different patient or a a third time, then you want to understand what the root cause of the problem is. And Propel allows us to keep track of where we're seeing this happen or there's an increase in this particular issue. And whether it's the shipping the shipping vendor that you're using or the type of packaging or you identify, oh, this is actually being shipped by plane to get to that person. We have to consider uh, altitude and things of that nature when it comes to to medications that might have, for example, um, some kind of active ingredient in there that is like a carbon dioxide agent. Um, So anything like that, we would want to think about. And then you can address it in Propel with a corrective action plan um, so that our goal really, I mean, in everything we do is we want to solve things from the root cause of the problem, not from uh, the Band-Aid solutions, or this might be a good one-time fix. Um, we are interested in knowing our data. Um, and that's really what Anne's role and responsibility here as the Director of Business Intelligence, she's reviewing all kinds of data <laughs> from everything from Propel to the types of medications we dispense, uh, what geographic area we're shipping to. Um, it can be, all, you know, everything we have here is connected to a dashboarding tool that we're able to make management decisions on. And Propel is one of those. Excellent. So you're, you're, you're logging those incidents into Propel, you're, 
you know, doing your reporting, your dashboards to figure out, you know, if they're repeatable and, and happening often. And, and you're actually using multiple, you're connecting these different quality events together, like from your incidences across to your kappas and, and taking those to full, you know, corrective action and, and fixing them versus, you know, just doing quick, quick fixes for each one. You're actually trending that over time and, and using those dashboards and analytics too, right? Yes, and it gets reported monthly and then quarterly. So we are always tracking um, what the incidents are and um, how we've resolved them. And then if at the end of the capital plan, there needs to be an update to the SOP, we then circle back, update the SOP, and then you start to issue out your training. So then it goes back out. So it's a, it's a full cycle that we're using within Propel to make sure that um, we're addressing root cause. Everyone understands what the problem was and how the solution came about. Um, have you seen sort of, you know, from incident to full resolution you're talking about, have you seen those times compress, you know, by having a, an EQMS tool in place? Yeah, definitely. So with a QMS system, we can, auto, you know, we can, we can identify easily all these issues that are coming out, coming up, right? The same as Shireen was saying, all the incidents that are the same, we mm -hmm. would able to, you know, by, by just uh, running a report in Propel, we could get that right away. And then we figure out the, cop, the Kappa, figure out if we need to do SOPs, do the full resolution. So I'd say like it probably um, shortened our process 50%. Like it probably would take us maybe a month or so to figure something out. But with Propel, we'd be able to see it in a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's definitely, I've seen these connected quality events um, has always helped to, to your manner. That's that's great, fifty percent. But you're able to also have insight differently and be able to see, you know, different things happening to address, like you said, the the situation of a packaging issue where you've got things shaking up and and uh, have some issues with packaging. So that that's great. Um, and you talked a little bit about security and. I just want to bring that up for a minute, just because obviously security was a big factor in your decision making too. And I know um, how is you know security as far as PHI and the incidences, but also you know from a platform perspective, maybe you can also address like how security has helped you both in in the PHI and information, but also from a platform standpoint. Um, so one of the the you know one of the factors that we also why we like Propel was that. You know, Propel sits on the Salesforce platform, right? Um, Salesforce has, you know, it's the industry uh, leader out there as far as like HIPAA compliance and data security. So that really gave us the confidence that, you know, when we when we have Propel, everything that we have in there, all the PHI um, is secure enough, right? Data governance is big for us. Um, and so we have our own uh security features that we have ourselves, but having Propel also have their own, just gives us that, um, give us that confidence that we are protecting the patient's information, the prescriber's information, because, you know, they, they rely on us to do that, right? That is our, that is our um, quality, one of the quality service that we, um, that we provide to our patients. Um, and, you know, also with, with Propel being able to look at the back end easily mm -hmm. and be able to integrate to all our different uh, software that we have, we can automatically see, you know, all the data that's coming in, data that's coming out. Um, and so it's, it's just very easy to manage all this stuff with, when it comes to Propel. Okay, that's great. Yeah, as you start to talk about integrations and other things, I, I, I might ask, uh, what are some of your 
future initiatives. So we talked a lot about what you have and some of the value and benefits here, um, you know, increasing incident to resolution 50%, doing training, being able to manage that, um, you know, true closed loop corrective action and fixing it right. But maybe we can talk a little bit about, you know, what are some of the things that you're looking to do next to extend these capabilities or to add new capabilities? Okay, so one of the things that we want to do that's in our pipeline, um, we have a software that we use for all the tasks in the pharmacy, compliance tasks in the pharmacy, checking our temperatures. We want to be able to move that into Propel so that, again, we can tie it into our quality, our quality management where you have your SOPs, your trainings, then you have your tasks that's associated with that SOP, right? And then we can also go back and check, oh, are the employees actually applying what we are training them? And that goes to the tasks. Um, yeah, they are doing it. They're doing it on a daily basis. They are. Um, they they comply with all the SOPs that we have. And then the other thing too is the equipment calibration as well. Equipment calibrations. Um, that's something that we also we actually already currently have that in Propel. That's the newest one that we have. And again, goes back ties back to SOPs, all our training. So everything just kind of comes to a full circle with every the kappa and everything. So um, with that in mind, you know, that also gives us the ability to scale, um, you know, with all the states that we want to be licensed in. So um, that's something that we really um, are our future goals for Propel. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I'd like to add is that, that you know, when I mentioned being able to integrate Propel, um, the biggest thing is integrating it to our pharmacy software, um, being mm -hmm. able to the pharmacy data and marry that with Propel data really gives us the ability again to look at how can we service our patients better? Um, how can we service the prescribers better? What are the services that we could um, help uh, the prescribers? That's a, a great tie-in with the, the customer experience again, getting to the service side of it, tying into the pharmacy software. That just shows furthermore the extensibility of the you know the solution but how your environment you know you need to be able to extend and grow into your environment which is you know compound pharmacy and and the, the you call them the customizations but really are the configurations and the you know some of the capabilities that we're, we're just extending to you so that's that's all that's really interesting uh next steps uh shereen was there any i didn't know if i cut you off there anything else you wanted to add there I think I would just say that um, when we embarked on wanting to find a quality management system, we knew we were growing. Mm -hmm. And if we were going to grow and we needed to be able to document things and automate, and we were not just going to expand in our geographic service locations, but we were also going to expand in the number of employees we have on board and how much training would be involved for them to be able to meet our standards as a compounding pharmacy. Um, we there's no compounding pharmacy or no industry out there that has a hundred percent no error rate. Everybody needs a quality management system. And uh, you know the, the reason you have it is so that you can have documentation internally to be able to correct and resolve situations at the root cause, um, which could save you time, money, training, damages, and safety ultimately for your patients and customers. Um, but that also that there is that component of customer service, which is a big differentiator for certain pharmacies, right? To be able to provide um, an, an understanding of this complaint came in. It's not an issue for us as a pharmacy to 
take it personally, right? We're going to look at that complaint for its for its actual value and understand, okay, how can I fix this for you so that this doesn't happen again from you as the customer, right? Um, and then internally, we're looking at that to say, you know, this is probably the third, this is the third issue that we've documented in here where the cap keeps coming loose. If the cap keeps coming loose, there's a million, you know, suppliers out there of different caps, let's get a different cap. So we, we are able to address certain situations um, that help both the internal operational efficiency, the cost and financial components of who we are as a business and how much you know medications and supplies cost us. Um, and then on the third part would be um, our front facing quality delivery to our customers and our service. So you know, when you're talking about a compounding pharmacy quality is to be expected. It's not a differentiator. What differentiates us is that we take that to the next level with this automated quality management system and that we we act on our findings. I was going to ask for a summary, but that was a beautiful summary <laughs> in terms of, um, you know, just the need for the industry to have QMS, how you're actually meeting, you know, these three basic components of, you know, efficiency, cost, quality, but taking it to the next level. I think that is an excellent uh, summary. I was almost going to start to envelop here, but I think that, um, you know, getting all of that into your QMS and acting upon it and, and seeing the trending, seeing the dashboards and, and, and being able to see insight and react to that. That's, that's, a, that's a great summary there. So I might ask the final question here. Is there anything else we missed? Anything else you wanted to, um, you know, talk about or bring up, you know, today? Any other thoughts or ideas? I mean, that was a great summary there, but anything else? Um. I think I think just ultimately I would say that you know Valor, we we are purposeful in what we do as a business and a company. We do we do look at our data to make strong business decisions. Propel came out of that a process, um, and we value our process to make those decisions. And I think that's really important for anyone that's listening that is looking at QMSs, because as Anne said, the variety of information and types of quality management systems out there um, is a very large spectrum. And so kind of narrowing it down to what it is that you're looking for um, and understanding what's your quality management cycle should look like, uh, Propel really did that for us. We were able to really understand, okay, I can customize this to be what I need to be able to conduct compounding pharmacy requirements um, and then some. I can take that data and then also make business decisions. I can expand without fear that I'm going to lose control of the number of incidents or the number of situations that potentially could come up. If you think about geographic, the, the smallest incident could be weather related. And if I'm shipping ketamine trochies that have um, that can melt, you know, in shipment, you have to think about I'm shipping this from here to Florida, <laughs> and there's a heat wave or there's something going on. Um, Q, the QMS part of our process helps us understand uh, what our considerations need to be that we can if we start to get incidents that we can quickly adjust and say we're not shipping this today we have to ship this next day for these reasons during the summer months that's sort of the like the basic part of what potentially you would be looking at from a pharmacy so for us um, you know national expansion how we partner with both telemedicine and state prescribers we're looking to make the patient's lives easier and prescribers easier so that it's not confusing or there's not a 
unknown component of how you work with your compounding pharmacy from everything from price to quality to when am I going to get my medication. And, and for us, a Propel helps us manage some of those uh, issues that most compounding pharmacies would normally face. Um, and, you know, we're trying to solve a bigger problem here with this. Excellent, Shane. Well, we look forward to working with you on all of these great ideas and extensions and, and moving forward. Um, we really appreciate your time today. It was an excellent discussion, Shereen and Ann and Rachel, and uh, we look forward to uh, you know, continued business and working together. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Chuck. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe to be notified when a new episode is posted, and please feel free to share it with a colleague. If you have any questions you want answered during an upcoming episode, please send them to podcast at propelplm.com. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.